world is becoming more unglued by the day. Local consequences are now showing up. We are seeing sky-high gas prices, higher food prices, shortages, and more. How should you respond? Go to redpills.tv slash patriot. That's R-E-D-P-I-L-L-S dot TV slash patriot. And secure your long-term emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. My Patriot Supply is by far the largest preparedness company in America. They're in stock and shipping quickly in unmarked boxes to your door. Their emergency food supplies last up to 25 years in storage. When you need it, it'll be there. Lunches, dinners, drinks, and snacks totaling over 2,000 calories a day. Get free shipping on any order over $99. Again, go to redpills.tv slash patriot. The global financial system is on the verge of collapse. Here in the United States of America, we have rising inflation, rising cost of goods and services from gas to food. We have supply chain disruptions. And we have the incompetent presidency of the United States of America running the U.S. dollar into the ground by debasing it, by radicalized spending and printing. There is only one thing in this world right now that is a worthy investment that has been the hedge for inflation year after year. Guys, that's gold and silver. Look, I invest in gold and silver, and there's no reason why you should not either. My buddy, Dr. Kirk Elliott, is an economist and financial advisor, and he is amazing at what he does by helping you get your 401ks, your IRAs, or just helping you purchase gold and silver bullion. You can give him a call at 720-605-3900, or go to getgoldtoday.com and let him know that Josh from the Red Pill Project sent you. Good morning, Patriots, and welcome to everybody's favorite new show on the Red Pill Project, Morning Coffee with Andrea and Vince. My name is Vince Tagliavia, and I'm here with my partner in truth, Andrea. We are live with you every morning, 8.30 a.m. Pacific, 11.30 a.m. Eastern, to bring you the news and events in the morning to kickstart our days and get the ball rolling. Get the ball rolling and get the ball rolling. Anyway, um, thank you for joining us, everybody. It is July 26th, 1984, and it's another beautiful day to be alive, even though the world is in a precarious state uh, as we see it, as many see it, and many are waking up and becoming privy to. Uh, I see everybody's filtering in here. Good morning, good morning. Glad to see you all, Grand Revolt, Nate, Eric, uh, Summer, welcome. As always, uh, hope you guys are ready to get going here. We have a few things to cover. Um, as always, Andrea, long time no see. How you doing? I'm well. I, had, I actually had a really good morning this morning. I got up at like quarter after five. Tom and I went for a walk, and then I went out to my garden, harvested some of my lettuce, got my morning stuff done. Did you get your morning coffee? Cup of coffee? I did. Good. I got a fancy new cup today. It was a gift. So I'm trying to get my new gift. Perfect. Perfect. Who doesn't love new coffee cups, right? That's right. That's good. I'm glad you're having a good morning. And I saw yeah. you're harvesting a little bit. And yeah. That's good. The one thing I, I you know, you got to 
get used to when you harvest your own vegetables, unless yeah. you use chemicals and stuff, is the fact that it's got bugs in it. Hmm. So I went out and I picked my lettuce and then I brought it in the house and I gave it a shake. And then I washed all the earwigs down the sink and then I gave it another shake. And then I washed them all down. Oh I rinsed it and washed it. And re- I probably, I must have gotten probably, oh, 50 or 60 earwigs out of that thing. No way. It was crazy. Yeah. But it's all, it's all clean and it's all pretty and it looks beautiful and I can't wait to eat it. So, yeah. Salad or something. Salad. I don't know. Right. Uh, well, awesome. It's good to hear. Oh, man, the world is in a very precarious state. As I mentioned, we're going to go through the news and uh, have a conversation about what the hell's going on. And I uh, can't wait. So I guess let's get jumping into it, eh? Let's do it. We're going to start with finance. And I do have a few financial stories just because things are starting to pop off a little bit in the financial sector or the financial uh, aspect of things. Interestingly mm-hmm. enough, yep. And I think collapse that's inbound. Be- huh? I said, is our collapse inbound? Oh my gosh! I think we're in the thick of it. I'm not gonna lie, and I don't think it's gonna get better. Which is why I think there's this attention on it right now Look in all the mainstream. What? There is not one little bit of green up there, is there? No, it's quite red. But um, yeah, let's look at that real quick. The S and P 500 is down one percent, three thousand nine hundred and twenty-five. NASDAQ is down 1.6%. Crude oil is down to $96.53. Gold is at 17,000, I mean, sorry, uh, 1717, $1,717, which is interesting. Yeah, right? Cheap. It's on sale. Silver is at $18.55, up 1.2%. Bitcoin is at 20852 uh, down 4.38%. So, interestingly enough, that's kind of where we stand. I do want to look, because we haven't looked in maybe a week or week and a half or two weeks even, the full mm-hmm. S&P 500 chart. Oh, yeah. uh, not the full chart. Uh, let's look at the six months here. And we can see we're just coming over the hump of that big push that we saw last week. Uh, yep. And it's on its way back down again. Yeah, and it's on its way back down. And it's kind of what it's been doing. It goes up, and then it goes down, and then it goes up, and it goes down. But it never goes up as high as it did before it goes back down even further. Yeah, I think this, exactly what you're talking about here, from uh, May 24th all the way until mid-June, I think we're going to see this. It's higher levels, it spikes up, it levels off a little bit, and then it crashes down even further. I think that's exactly we're about right here. Uh, in this type of pattern and we're about to see it drop probably below 3,790 and right now we're at 3,966 so probably the next week this week if not next week I think we're going to see it break that level and drop down below yeah you know and when you look at it just on a you know we're looking at a six month if you look at it you know even a three month uh, you can still see the steady decrease and the steady decline in the and where things are at you know you started that yeah here's the three um, month may chart. level and then you look at june and then you look at july and it's just it keeps going <laughs> i mean it goes up a little bit but one might even say it's receding right <laughs> <laughs> i see what you did there <laughs> but we're not in a recession joe biden said so yeah and we're just um 
unreliable, non-mainstream media. So, you know, don't believe what we say, especially if you look at any type of factual information. That's dangerous. Right, yeah. Don't don't listen to anything but them, yeah. and then you'll, you'll know what's going on. Yeah, but even CNN was out there asking the White House to define recession, and they uh, came oh, yeah. out. They came out and did their little dance around the truth, as they always do. Oh, I have a video And I here. think I... I think I heard that, oh yeah, this is it. <laughs> Jean-Pierre, our favorite. And what is exactly the white... Oh, hold on. I need to, um, let me back out real quick. Sorry about that. And what is exactly the White House's definition of a recession? Again, we don't, we don't, def I'm not going to define it from here. I'm just going to leave it to the NBER as, as we have stated of how they define oh. uh, okay. recession. Okay, declare they one until they have declared one. I'm just question? saying that we're just not going to define it. We use the indicators that the NBER, uh, uh, the Nas National Bureau of Economic Research have, have used. We've mentioned that a few times. And what is exactly... Oh, she's so much worse than Flapjack Patty. <laughs> so much worse. Ah. It's just unbelievable. I, you know, we're not going to define that. Well, it's a woman. We're not going to define that either. Then don't talk. How are you supposed to protect women's rights? We don't know. How are you supposed to have a conversation if you can't define a freaking simple basic term? Right. Well, that's because what they need to do is they may need to make sure all of the Internet outlets like Google and all of those um, change their definitions first. And this way they can say, well, if you look at the definition of recession, this is what it says. Yeah. Because they can't do that. They don't want to direct people to any kind of definition that they can go look up when half of the sources haven't been changed yet. Right. Yeah, I'm calling this, um, some people are calling it Joe, Joe Biden's recession. I'm calling it Brandon's golden age. <laughs> you so, should call it Brandon's not golden age. <laughs> so hashtag Brandon's golden age. I'm starting it. It's over there on Twitter. Check it out. Right. It's on the app too, but hashtags don't work there. So. Great. Um... <laughs> It's just crazy. What a disgrace. Yeah, it really is. Uh, and we have these issues we're seeing kind of across the board. We actually, if you look at the stores, um, it, well, if I look at the stores in my neighborhood, it's not too bad. They've thinned out some of the sections and moved things around, and things do get short or run out. Um yeah. But it's not as bad as I suspected it could be by now, as far as food shortages go in my area, which is uh, Seattle, mm -hmm. um, Washington. Uh, but we do see stories like this coming about, which is a huge indicator as to kind of where we are with our supply chain and with major companies. General yeah. Motors quarter two profits fall 40% on supply woes confirms forecast general motors reported a big drop in second quarter profits tuesday due to the grinding semiconductor shortage although the automaker confirmed its full year forecast amid strong pricing they're like our prices are still really high and <laughs> right yeah and they're like we're going to produce a lot more um in the second half yeah right no this problem is not being solved in the second half i'm sorry to inform you uh that's so you want to hear something 
yeah. funny that I noticed this morning, just kind of off topic a little bit. Yeah. So it says in there, profits fell 40% down to 1.7 billion. Yeah. This morning I read another article and I didn't put it in here because it was really long and not super relevant, but it talked about how BlackRock mm. lost 1.7 trillion. Yeah. In profits, and I, I was, was like, so I morning. seen that 1.7 billion, and then I see that, you know, earlier I saw that 1.7 trillion, and I was like. That's, That's kind of interesting, isn't it? Yeah. Well, BlackRock, I mean, a part of that $1.7 trillion is likely this company as well, this $1.7 billion. I'm sure they own a big stake in it, just like they do everything. Oh, sure. But, yeah. yeah, BlackRock, of course, owning a little share of everything, literally, um, are going to see they're going to be the leaders or they're going to ref be a reflection of the entire market. Yeah. Like, 1.7 trillion is a lot of money to lose. Like we won't ever, you know, see that money in our lifetime ever. You know, so I, I won't even see a billion, I guess, for whatever that's worth. But, yeah. You know, they they're getting hit too, even though um, they are going to bounce back. I think ultimately, unfortunately. I think I hope they get dissolved. Yeah, I do too. But. As of right now, I don't see that happening. No, it's definitely going to be a lengthy process if, if it goes that way. But yeah, um, this week we have the Fed opening their policy meeting. Uh, it'll be done Thursday where they'll probably announce a another rate hike. Mm -hmm. So we'll see that. That is going to affect the economy one way or another. And... Um, so we're looking forward to that at the end of this week. Uh, I don't know how the market will react. It's going to be quite a large rate hike. We'll just have to wait and see. We'll keep our thumb on the story. And... I have a feeling it's not going to affect it positively, honestly. You know, I think um, people are maybe starting to wake up a little bit after, you know, you can only ignore the facts for so long. And I think that media like us who are decentralized, independent, and just yelling from the rooftops and talking to people we come across are starting to have an effect on yeah. the people who keep their head in the sand because uh, you can only ignore so many signs and be lied to and gaslighted so many times before you kind of wake up, unless you're just a completely drugged sheep that you are incapable of that or in denial or just uh willingly willingly blind even yeah Some people, people. aren't because they don't want to see it and so they just don't i think though some are waking up but one of the biggest fake news holes is the finance the finance section of this whole narrative oh, uh, yeah, unfortunately definitely. Yeah. Well, and that's because they're trying to steal people's wealth, mm -hmm. you know, um, and by wealth, I don't necessarily mean wealth. I just mean money. <laughs> right. Um, but yeah, that's what they're trying to do. Yeah. And Brandon's so, golden age tokens. Yeah, exactly. Our worthless money. They're trying to take it from us. So they make it all theirs. Yep. Last but not least. I guess the IMF and the White House are on different pages because the IMF <laughs> is coming out and saying this, that the U.S. has a very narrow path to avoid recession. So, so they're, well, they're not technically on the same page because they're, 
this sounds like they're not really saying that we're in a recession yet. They just say that we oh, yeah. have a very narrow path to avoid it. <laughs> Fuck. They're just in denial, denial, denial. They we're are. not in a recession. Everything's perfect. Haven't you they're, noticed that? Right. Because yeah. according to them, there's still there's still a chance that we can avoid it. I'd say that we're currently in the middle of it. Yeah, I would argue that as well. Although they're like, well, technically the definition of recession is two straight months with the decline in the markets and the GDP. It's like, okay, so in a week we'll be in a recession. Well, actually, the definition just changed, so we're still not in a recession, and the president said that we're doing really great. Oh, okay. Yeah, because job growth is up. No, job growth isn't up. They say that because the amount of unemployment claims are dropping. So they twist well, the words. And the reason the unemployment claims are dropping they're not. is because they're losing their benefit. People are losing their unemployment benefits and they're not able. So they're not appears. dropping anymore. Oh, they're not dropping anymore? No. Oh, I, didn't, okay. I didn't put this in our notes, but I have it in my other notes. Hmm. U.S. unemployment claims rise to the highest level in eight months. Oh, so now they're rising. Yeah. So more people are getting laid off now. But your point of they manipulate data and they lie their asses off is absolutely right all this data that comes out all this financial data everything that we talk about in the mainstream that's released for our analysis in the public domain of information is potentially bullshit and especially all this financial information you think that they're giving us real numbers then you're just your head's in the sand a little bit it's not none of it's real it's all manipulated and uh they just can't lie as much as they'd like to sometimes so they have to let the truth out yeah, exactly. You know, it's um, it's kind of like, you know, the inflation rate being at 9.1%, I think is what it was at last time we saw that. It's yeah. not really at 9.1%. And the only reason that they use that number is because they leave other calculations out, like can food and believe, housing. Can you believe that? <laughs> like the most, the, the biggest thing that's pertinent to most people, they leave out of that calculation yep. when they're calculating inflation. They're like, we have to make sure it's an accurate representation. So we leave out food and we leave out energy, even though that's what you're spending your entire paycheck on. Right. The the three things that, you know, people (laughs) spend all of their money on housing, food, and energy. It's like, we're going to leave all of that information out. And we're going to tell you that inflation is only 9.1%. When in all reality, it's probably more like 40% or higher. Yeah. They're like all the knickknacks and goods that you're buying on Amazon only went up 9%. Yeah, exactly. It's all the crap that you don't need that people buy anyway. Yeah. That's, yeah, it's ridiculous. They do this because they have to fudge the numbers. They have to make it appear as if it's better than it really is. And people um, are gullible and believe this. Yeah. You know, because they don't, they don't look into it. And it's sad, you know. Or you're listening to the news that, you know, is propaganda and you believe what you're told by the propagandists instead of going, well, it doesn't really sound right. It seems to me like I'm paying a lot more than that. Seriously. You know. Oh. It's crazy. Yeah. This is a financial hell brought to you by Brandon, the illegitimate, unelected president of the United States of America. God help us right yeah so that's all we have for finance if you guys are interested in um investing in gold and silver we do uh have a sponsor dr kirk elliott if you go to getgoldtoday.com 
you can give them a call or fill out the form and get in touch with them for a free consultation in protecting your wealth and diversifying your investments, uh, especially through gold and silver and other metals. Uh, so give Kirk a call or an email at getgoldtoday.com and they'll be in touch with you and uh, help you out. And if you do work with Kirk Elliott and his team, let us know how your experience went and we'd love the feedback. We've had a lot of great feedback so far, and so thank you to everybody who's reached out. But getgoldtoday.com if you want to buy um, a few hundred dollars worth of silver or if you want to roll over a 401k or a larger account into a more inflation-proof asset other than the stocks, then they could help you with that as well. So give them a call and see your options, and they'll walk you right through. They are the professionals. We are just bozos who think we know what we're talking about to our best ability. We do all right. I'm not going to lie. But... The real professionals is who you want to talk to. So give Kirk Elliott a visit at getgoldtoday.com. And thank you so much uh, for supporting our sponsors who we pick so wisely and uh, are uh, very thankful to have. Yeah, for sure. Um, I had another point I was going to make on the finance thing and the ad. Uh, got me off track. Give me a sec here. Let me sip my coffee. I think I'm still waking up. <laughs> Right. I've been awake for hours. I don't know what you've been doing. I know, you got your walk. You're like, you're ready. <laughs> right. Um, oh, shoot. I don't know. I see the chats are going wild, though, over there on Fox. Oh, Pilled. Oh, that's what I was going to say. Uh, <laughs> if you guys are watching over there on Rumble, uh, yesterday we flew past 17 Rumbles. Let's see if we could hit 17 Rumbles again. So. If you're over there on yeah. Rumble, please hit that plus sign. Uh, thank you so much, you guys, for tuning in for across the internet from Facebook, DLife, Pilled, Rumble, Clout Hub. We know you. We see you over there. And um, even if you're watching on Telegram, that's great. We're going to try to get this live streaming on our Twitter accounts. You gotta, uh, we got to get our get-together on that and figure it out with uh, me, you, and Josh. Yes. and uh, start doing that so we can get more ears, more attention, more truth out to the world. But thank you all for joining, or if you're watching the replay, thank you so much as well, and uh, I appreciate it. I guess um, I did. I have been asking people to rate and review and all that um, for the podcast. I think some apps, depending on where you get the podcast audio version of the show and the Daily Dose and everything, it doesn't have a rate option. No, some of them do, some of them don't. So it just depends. I think where you're getting the podcast, but we appreciate the feedback and the comments and everything there um, to all the audio listeners and everything. You guys rock. Without you guys, we couldn't do this. We are largely, (laughs) if not fully, well, largely funded by you and through uh, our own pockets as well. So all of the support goes a long way. And without you guys, we could not continue to do this. Uh, So thank you all so much from the bottom of our hearts. And, we got a new uh, follower this morning. Thank you so much, Galtz, for following over there on DLive. Welcome to the Reptile family. Hope you like the show. Let us know. And uh, if you guys aren't following us on our private social network, please do. It's free to join, or you could subscribe and support us with a monthly contribution. Uh, that is at redpills. I'm sorry, socialredpill.com. You could find the app at socialredpill.com. Create an account. It's just kind of like uh, your normal, typical social media, except it's a lot of people that are like-minded, sort of truthers, if you will, and we'd love to see you there. So please join us. 
Uh, Lightseeker J also donated two ice cream this morning. Thank you, Lightseeker J. Good morning. <laughs> oh my gosh. Nate good. Coffee. Yeah, good morning, Nate. <laughs> Hope your camping is going well. I know you're already at the campsite. That's awesome. Yeah, I know. I'm sad that we're not able to go this year. Yeah, that's but, terrible. Um, it's the way the cookie crumbles sometimes. Yeah. All right, y'all. We still have a lot of news to go through. We have U.S. news and world news and a little bit of, uh, we want to talk about health a little bit because that's very important. Yep. So what do you say we uh, jump into the rest of these stories and talk about what's going on? Let's do it. All right. I'll... First, first up, we've got breaking. Rep Chuck Wichkers becomes the third Wisconsin lawmaker to Oops. sign on to decertify the 2020 Wisconsin election results. The fraud was too great. Decertify, yes. Decertify. Let's go. Do it. Exactly. So Wisconsin State Representative Chuck Wichkers will become the third Wisconsin lawmaker to sign on to decertify the 2020 Wisconsin election results. Wichkers made a public announcement at a Monday press conference. He joins Reps Timothy Ramthan and Rep Janelle Branchen in signing on to legislation to decertify the 2020 results for the president in the state. Uh, excuse me. Um, Rep Ramthan shared at the press conference that more individuals will be announced soon. A couple followers of Tim Ramthan for governor were on hand to support the Wisconsin representatives who know the 2020 election was uncertifiable in the state and are willing to uphold the law and the Constitution. So this is really good news. Um, you know, I think once we get one state that actually decertifies the election, I think we're going to see more states follow. Oh, um, it's going to rate. Because I think all the states are kind. Of, I think all the states are kind of going to go. Are they're looking at it and they're going, okay, who wants to go first? And they're like, I don't want to go. And so maybe we'll see Wisconsin lead the charge. You know, I mean, this is good news. We've got more. I don't know how many lawmakers it's going to take to actually decertify the election. Like I don't know. How, I don't know what they're. Um, election process. laws are, what the process is for that but i don't know, either but i want to it's dude, i'm hopeful i want to see action like official yeah. it's over action like it's official you know, action so it does lead the question though as far as if the election is decertified yeah or wisconsin at least decertifies it um we, we all know how many electoral votes you know, are needed to win the presidency. Let's say that they decertify it. They give those to Trump. You know, mm -hmm. it's obviously more states in Wisconsin that have to do that. Oh, yeah. Um, does Wisconsin still at that point, if, if they've decertified the election, it kind of yeah. leads to the question of, do they recognize Joe Biden as a legitimate president? And if they I don't, what do they do with that as far as... I think I could you be know. totally wrong here, and I don't know, but I would assume that's a totally separate issue, and that decertifying it is kind of just a formality of saying that it was illegitimate, but the, they would have to um, break away if they wanted to, uh, or what did they call it? That's what I would think, yeah. um, secede. Yeah, they'd have to secede in order Which, you know, are we going to see something like that? 
We very well could. Um, we very well could. And I, I, uh, it might be the way forward. It might be the path to victory. Honestly. Uh, but it might also be the path to civil war and destabilization. So I don't know. It's interesting to see what's going to happen. It's going to be very interesting to see what happens. How any state, how every, how any state hasn't seceded or contested the results uh, rejected the results of this stolen election thus far baffles me you know what's also interesting too is that there are a number of states out there like montana is one of them that why aren't they suing these other states for certifying a fraudulent election yeah and saying the proof is out there you know montana could sue the state of wisconsin for certifying their election they could sue the state of Arizona. They could sue the state of Georgia, you know, and Michigan, all these swing states that certified fraudulently that there is proof of, you know, that fraud. Why Major aren't these fraud. states suing the other states? Yeah, or their constituents in their own state. Yeah. It's like, why? where are the attorney generals at, you know, and that's... If I had access to answer, asking my attorney general that question, and who knows, maybe I'll look it up and go with that. I'll be like, why aren't you doing this? Why aren't you suing these other states for this fraudulent election? Yeah, and they get away with it once, and they just keep on going. Yeah, so we'll see. Yeah, so we see this. Machines stole another race in Colorado, flipped vote totals from GOP grassroots favorite Linda Wilson after election called, and gave them to Rhino Lundeen. Brazen fraud. Once again, we saw it in Georgia, we saw it in many other states, and now we see it in Colorado. Cheating, cheating, cheating with their um, machines. Whatever happened? What's that company? Um, Um... Oh, uh, Dominion. Yeah, Dominion. They're still in business, so uh, that's not good. Right? And uh, we saw what happened in Michigan the other day when they're, I think it was Michigan, right? When they, the news was broadcasting the results of the primary, GOP primary, and they're like, oh, wait, that doesn't happen until next Tuesday. Oh, yeah. Can you believe that? Whoops, we were just testing our fraudulent machines. We weren't supposed to lie until next week. We're sorry. Ignore that. Exactly. You know, and here's the funny part. This says in this story, it says Colorado politics, via Colorado politics in April at the Colorado State Republican Party Assembly, Linda Zamora Wilson won more votes than Lundin. Wilson secured 52% compared to Lundin's 48%. So, you know, she was winning in everything. And then it says it was a big night for Linda. At 8.12, she held a significant lead over incumbent Ladine. Wilson was at 15,385 votes to Lundin's 6,675, more than twice his total. Um, and then by 8.50 p.m., Wilson had built on her lead the election was called. So Wilson was now ahead with 69.51% of the vote. She had 15,833 votes to his, to Lundin's 6,946 votes. And then um, it says, then something very strange took place. 
the election numbers were switched. Suddenly, Linda Zamora Wilson was behind in the race. The machines flipped her lead to a loss. The machines flipped the numbers back to the 815 totals, yep. but Lundin was now ahead. Same this stuff. This was the same night that Tina Peters was robbed from her victory. How much election fraud do they think people will take? Apparently so, a lot, because this should have been over after uh, right, Brandon. And, and nothing's being done, you know. Um, it'll be interesting to see what she's going to do with this, because she actually, it says here, she was a senior economist at the Pentagon in an F-22 flight test analysis. So she's military. Um, she was in the Air Force. She's got a PhD in economics, an MS in mathematics, an MA in international economics, and an MA in education. So, so she's very fully well indoctrinated. Educated. Probably. But still. I don't know. An election is an election. And if it was stolen from her, then it needs to be given back. Maybe she's regardless. a good... I don't know. I don't know what this candidate is, but... Um, I, don't, I don't know anything about these candidates either, but... You know, I do know that if she won fair and square, yeah. she deserves to be in that position, not somebody else. You Absolutely. know, love them or hate them. If, you know, if a Democrat wins legitimately, then they deserve to be there. That's what their constituents want. Um, if a Republican wins legitimately, they deserve to be there because that's what they're, you know, it's up to the people. It's pretty black and white to me. It, it really is. Whether you like the candidate, you know, whether, you know, we like the candidates or not, it's what the people in that area want. And I think that it's pretty clear what the people in this I think, area want. I think the general consensus probably agrees with um, the general sentiment of law and order and prosperity and peace and proper education and truth. Um, kind of, you know kind of yeah. things we like <laughs> yeah, exactly it'll be interesting to see if she fights this though you know um i hope I she hope does because so. it sounds so. to me like she legitimately won yeah man oh we see this over and over again people need to get pissed and just really start making and, yeah and people aren't doing anything you don't hear anything about anybody doing anything about any of this stuff it's like what are you gonna do yeah how many elections do you have to have stolen from you until you wake up and decide to do something, you know. Or you wake up point, and realize you can't do anything. Right, because you no longer have elections anymore. Right. You know, there comes a point where it's too late. Yeah, this has been happening for so long. They're so good at it. Uh, mm -hmm. Well, I'm not good enough, but right, they haven't figured out, I'll tell you that. Yeah, they've been doing it for a really long time. Yeah, the brainwashing and lying media definitely helps yeah sure um the lawless biden regime plans to give id cards to the millions of illegals who invaded the u.s under their watch oh that's good yeah. you know what that allows them to do right oh Vote. lord no yeah it what? says this would assure them to permanently stay in the country oh so they're okay great so you know any terrorist or anything like that that happened to have crossed well you're now a citizen essentially or i don't know what they technically call you but that's not good and it, what's the process i assume that it's probably very um very stringent and probably has them learn history and assimilate into the culture and be a very good I, I assume part of society. it's not 
I, I would say it's more like a, here, sign this. Oh. And say the right they, words. They, yeah, they sign it and then here's your ID. Stand in front of here and get your picture taken. Yeah, say you're seeking asylum, sign here, take care, goodbye. Do you want to go to Texas? Do you want to go to Florida? Do you want to go to this state or that state? It's All right. just crazy. Have a great day, you taco. <laughs> I just, yeah. Oh, they say that they're temporary, but, you know, I'm sure that they're about as temporary as, you know, a temporary tax. Yeah, uh, it's temporary. It's just two weeks. Two weeks. It's a temporary government program. Two weeks to flatten the lack of IDs. Exactly. Temporary. It's temporary. I I, I hate that word. Temporary? Yes. Temporary is a scam. Yeah, it absolutely is. So, it's... Who knows... (laughs) You know what's going to happen is if we do ever turn this country around yes. and decide decide to start rounding these illegal immigrants up and deporting them, yes, it is going to be a nightmare. And it is going to take decades to yes. do this. Decades. Yes. Yeah. So There's things that know. could be done, though, to um, encourage people to leave themselves. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, I think a lot would if there were strict consequences, if there were strict Mm -hmm. consequences, people would leave, you know, such as huge fines or jail or the jail and deportation. If they're told you're going to get fined and deported or you're going to whatever, I don't know what legally they could do. What what they should do is say, okay, you're going to be deported and then you're going to be jailed in your own country. Because let's all face it. You'd have to have the cooperation of that other country, though. You would. You would have to have that all set up. And I I think that would be probably... one way a lot it. more encouraging for people to leave on their own because let's face it you know american jails and american prisons are like the grand the hilton oh yeah ask, these other countries ask Ghislaine. right um, who gets to play you know they golf to, and they just moved her to a minimum her. security prison yeah, yeah. It's, hillary's yeah. making phone calls she is um, I'd like to order uh, <laughs> the suicide. Yeah, right. Um, we would need somebody like Donald Trump in office to fix this. <laughs> so I read an article this morning, and I what? didn't include it just because it doesn't say a whole lot. But it did say that um, he's actually making plans. So him and the people Who? he's working with are Donald Trump. Mm-hmm. When he runs, if he were to win the election... They're making plans on the apparently their yeah, if he wins the presidential election, so and got back into office, they're putting together a plan on how to actually drain the swamp, and a lot of it starts with an executive order that he signed just before leaving office, and it's like I can't remember exactly what it's called, but it would basically defund the agencies of the government so not the government itself but the agencies like the, yeah. the doj and the fbi and the nsa and the cia the, yeah all of those agencies and it was saying that up to fifty thousand people could lose their jobs you yeah well 
You mean their criminal careers, their organized crime careers, which is fine. Right, right, exactly. Which needs to happen. If they want to continue to do crime, they could do it um, on the underground and face the consequences. This organized crime that is hidden behind these three-letter agencies is atrocious. They need to do that. I think about that almost every day. The FBI is so corrupt and dangerous. I can't believe that they still exist. I know. I can't either. So it'll be interesting to see what happens, you know, and what plan they come up with. But I think that that's definitely a good start to... um, getting out from underneath of this tyrannical regime that we find ourselves under because honestly if he gets into office and becomes president again and doesn't do that we're screwed we're not in any better situation than we're in now because those agencies are still going to continue to persecute us yep and And set us up and infiltrate and take advantage of dumb people that's such a mess. Sorry. I mean, can you imagine how wonderful the world would be if they, if they, like, dissolved the IRS? Or if these three-letter agencies were moral and actually helped lift communities up and push society forward? Oh, my gosh. We'd have... There's some of them I don't think that we even need. Of course Some not. of these agencies could go away, like the IRS. Most of them could probably <laughs> go away. I'm not kidding. There's so much yeah, the wasted EPA. resources. We could have an amazing culture and society. I think that um, they don't want us to. I bet we could prosper and just have the most beautiful reality we could imagine. But for some reason, some people, man, some people's kids, something's wrong with them. I know. It's ridiculous. Um, this is a really kind of funny, also a little bit alarming um, because of the inherent possible dangers that are associated with it, but apparently uh, Antifa is starting to stir the pot a little bit over here in the West, in Oregon. Uh, they actually declared war on Oregon motorcycle clubs. <laughs> Good luck with that. The blue hairs versus the leather and chain bearers. Um, Portland. Do they Antifa. know what they're doing? I mean, seriously. <laughs> Stephen Simons, I don't know, Stephen Stimes wrote this. Uh, (laughs) This isn't going to end well, he writes. No, it's not. (laughs) Back back on Saturday, July 16th, members of Antifa followed through on vows to try try disrupting a gathering at the Honky Tonk Bar in Salem, Oregon. The result of the far-left group's actions is what some are predicting to be a war between them and several motorcycle clubs throughout Oregon. If that sounds to you like a confrontation which will would be wise to back away from, you're not alone. What happens next could be ugly. Originally, Antifa groups began rallying members and supporters to join a counter-demonstration for the Take Action Tour even event being held at the Honky Tonk Bar. They characterized the venue's gathering as racist and catering to both fascists as well as white supremacists. That event was marketed by the bar as Hero Appreciation Day, complete with a dunk tank, bike show, eating contest, live music, bouncy house, family-friendly karaoke, free hot dogs, etc. Oh, shit. I see... That's the red flag. Bouncy house. Hello. Remember Canada? Trucker protests? Bouncy houses? Terrorism? They're going to start... They're going to bring the horses in and start trampling people. (laughs) Who set up this bouncy house? That be eyes. Why did you put this here? What? This looks like way too much fun. That is not allowed. Yeah, there must be no, a white. Neither is laughing. There must be a white supremacist nearby. There's a bouncy house for, full of children having a great time over here. 
Right. Oh my gosh. That's not how. Yeah, it's- you know, I can't. You know, I wish that they would live air the this thing. Like, live I'd even pay money. Yeah, I'd I'd even pay money to watch it. <laughs> okay. That's <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hopefully, there's no violence. So when Antifa showed up in black block, which is their all black outfits that they typically wear, and usually they have face coverings, um, their numbers were very few. Still, they had a megaphone to draw attention to the gathering across the street from the bar. Eventually, several patrons made their way over to confront the demonstrators. Arguing turned into shoving. Mace was deployed by Antifa, an Antifa member. Then the group retreated away from the establishment entirely. Taking on biker clubs usually doesn't end well for the opposing parties since they fight back unlike moms driving their kids through downtown Portland or Christian parents holding a concern in a park. Something those Antifa who showed up learned quickly. According to several Twitter posts and, jo- and uh, from accounts, journalist Andy No says our Antifa members to the group which confronted them was the Free Souls Motorcycle Club. The one percenter motorcycle club might have uh, might not have the household brand name of the Hell Angels. However, its roots run deep. Founded in Eugene, Oregon in 1968, there's considerable controversy over the details of its foundation history and what aims its aims are today. Regardless, Antifa seems poised to take it and other one percenter motorcycle clubs on on in Oregon, promising for a confrontation like they've never seen. Um, this is an Antifa account. They said Free Souls MC and other uninformed, uh, uniformed security attacked and injured community members peacefully protesting the far-right event at Honky Tonk Tonight, engaging in physical assault and bear spray attacks. Again, City of Salem, Salem Police Department. Is this what you accept here? That's weird. I thought they hated police. I thought all cops are bastards is what they like to cry in the streets. You know, it's, you know what's funny they is, are. is what? if you look in the in the paragraph below, the mm-hmm. second sentence, it says they used their Twitter account to complain after Salem Police didn't protect their fellow Antifa members during the confrontation. Um. Oh, actually, never mind. I read that wrong. Forget it. Forget it. Forget I say anything. You know, I I think the police are hobbled at this point because of you know leftist policies that are have been instituted since this whole 2020 thing began and George Floyd and all of those riots and all of that antifa crap that happened in 2020. Mm-hmm. You know, they've taken the the opportunity to either defund the police or hobble them to a point where they can't do anything. And so um, they've become leftist goons is a lot of what these police have become. I hate to say it, you know, yeah, and, and um, I'm not talking about in every city. Or um, every police officer, I mean. Or every, yeah. But these really blue cities like Portland and Seattle, and I think Salem is still kind of a mix between 50-50, which is why you kind of see the police not really doing anything about it. They're like, well, we're not going to help Antifa, but we're also not going to help the motorcycle club. They kind of take a neutral stance on it. And, you know. Which I guess is the right way to take it, uh, kind of a neutral point for a police right. officer. It's hard when you expect the police to actually police the community. Yeah, but, you know, if and last... If a summer ago I have memories of being attacked by people in Black Block, and then now I'm seeing them causing more crime, stirring up conflict in my neighborhood, and I'm a police officer, I'm not going to want to go over there and help them. Like, let's be honest, it's not going to be my 
calling to just bow down and um, help the same person who had previously um, unarrested somebody that I was arresting for committing a crime earlier that year or two years ago or a year ago. Like, I'm sure that there's a lot of animosity from the police towards these people that have previously burned down almost every major city in the U.S. Oh, yeah, absolutely. They've completely destroyed these cities. And it's sad to see what happened to them. You know, Portland used to be, at one point in time, Portland was a really beautiful city. Yeah. And it was known as the City of Roses. And um, it was gorgeous. You know, when I was a kid, I remember driving through Portland and thinking, wow, this is such a pretty city. Yeah. And now Shithole. it's it, it looks about like what San Francisco does, quite or honestly. Seattle. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you've got it's carried over into the even some of the nicer neighborhoods in Portland and people are, you know, literally calling out and nobody's you got people that are scared to leave their houses because of the homeless tent cities and stuff. And yeah, it's sad. It's the it's, it's unnecessary. The dest- it's the destruction of our society, man. It's so sad. I see the most atrocious things out here uh, in Seattle and near Seattle. It's just maddening. And there's so much mental illness, um, homelessness, drug use. It's sad, man. We got a we got a lot of healing to do in our country. But you know what? Leave the motorcycle people alone. Uh, Most of the time, (laughs) let's. Let's say, okay, maybe some of them are white supremacists. Maybe a small percentage of them, right? That's not, I mean, impossible. It's not, right, exactly. Okay. There probably are some that are. Maybe, maybe some of them are what you would consider a gang member or had had gang affiliations or have gang affiliations or criminal organized crime or who knows. There's all kinds of people. And yes, biker gangs are notoriously a little bit edgy and kind of live on the fringe. Yep. However... If they're having this peaceful event at a local place, it doesn't matter who you are. Everybody has rights to do whatever the hell they want. Don't go stir shit up when they're all there with their families just having a good time. Mind your own damn business. If uh, a bunch of Antifa people wanted to go bring their families and do whatever the hell they want to do, no one's going to fuck with them unless they start grooming kids and doing all this weird shit, which is when they run into problems, but... You're not going to find Antifa people with families. Oh yeah, they, they don't, don't like to kill that. their babies. I mean, right? You can't. On. You can't make families. <laughs> can't have <a> family. <laughs> yeah, two wieners poking each other don't make babies. <laughs> you can do two vaginas. <laughs> no, that's not definitely not how it works. Well, we support all types of people. I'm just we do light of this shitty situation. No it is. It's stupid. It's, it's you know, that's all you can do is laugh at it, right? Mm-hmm. Like, if we can't make fun of of anything, where's the humor in life? Yeah. I think that a lot of these Antifa people are going to come around. Especially if uh, things start turning around and the truth prevails and righteousness and law and order start happening. They're going to become stand-up citizens real quick. That's going to be a beautiful sight. I hope so. They're, I hope their natural so. hair color. I just want the world, right? <laughs> they're going to be like, oh my coming. God, I'm a brunette. <laughs> Holy cow. It's been so long since I've seen that. <laughs> I, and I, I will say this, you know, because you, you touched on the subject of mental illness. Mm-hmm. And the one thing that you can do to stop the perpetration of the mental illness is get your kids out of the public school system. Mm-hmm. Because public schools all across the nation are instituting these policies where they're promoting transgenderism 
and your children and they are keeping it secret from you as parents like yeah. they have policies to say that they are only there to use your children's birth name and their assigned gender at birth from birth with you so they're going to talk to you about your kid just like in any normal thing but in that classroom they are going to let your child decide and they're going to encourage your child to pick their own name and their own pronoun and their own gender and they are not going to oh no there are school districts that are doing this they're implementing oh, yeah. this right what, now i know and I'm so you you really need to and the, the whole thing about it is they're not telling parents that they're doing this no so you don't know unless something leaks out because there was a school in a school district in maryland that's doing this unless you are on top of things you may you may not have any idea you know you could go sit there and oh i'm gonna send my kids to school my kids school would never do that you actually may not know yeah and the messed up thing about the school setting is that it puts this type of control over people because of the um authority the authority that it kind of creates around these adults who are teaching these vulnerable people which are children or young adults yeah. and it makes people go into this spell of this is normal this is what i have to do this is an adult this is an authority figure i have to follow this stuff it really makes them vulnerable to um manipulation and brainwashing and of any idea let yeah. anything well the other the other scary part about this is too is that they're getting a hold of like child protective services because they're asking Ooh. these children the school districts okay they're they're asking these children if they want their parents to know about their names and their new pronouns and their new gender and do they feel safe in telling their parents about that and then if the children say no they don't feel safe talking to their parents about that they call cps yeah they do the same thing with um firearms right yes they do and and that's exactly it and now we've got these red flag laws that are instituted how do you attack and come after people with guns and that are conservative right you get to their children oh well little susie's now samson and is a boy now and do you feel comfortable telling your mommy and daddy that you're a boy now well no because kid who what kid isn't scared of their parents right yeah. And scared of telling their parents things. My kid is. <laughs> They're like, my mom and dad might say this. I mean, if your kid's not scared of you, then you're doing something wrong as a parent. <laughs> I'm just saying. Um, but no, I, I'm joking about that. But what kid wouldn't be afraid to tell their parents something like that, right? And it's not that they're sure. afraid of their parents. No, it's just they're that probably like, every time I have a really stupid idea, my parents shoot it down. So why would I tell them this stupid idea? Right, exactly. And they're like, oh, you don't feel safe telling your parents that? Well, we'll call, you know, then they call CPS. Yeah. This, this child feels unsafe at home. Does it feel like they can really be who they are? Then there's an investigation and, oh, you have firearms in your home? And this is kind They're of a... Gonna remove those. Yeah, they do that with firearms too. And this is kind of the manipulation of language. Safe. What does safe mean to me or you? It means unharmed somewhere where we could uh, in expect not to be harmed, I guess, a safe space. Well, they're considering harm to be, 
you said the wrong pronoun or you didn't agree with my made up bullshit or whatever and that's considered unsafe uh, a, an opposing opinion is unsafe a disagreement between your made up reality and what actually is generally accepted is considered unsafe and then CPS here is unsafe and they think of a physical abuse or harassment or uh, child abuse so it's kind of this manipulation of words with this group actually if you think about yeah. it and, and you know it's um you got to be really careful i there isn't any amount of money that you could pay me to put my kid in public school you could be like hey you want that 1.7 trillion dollars that blackrock just lost? i'll give it to you just put your kid in public school nope i won't do it because you and in this day and age you honestly you don't know you know um even if you think your kid is in a, a good school system, you gotta remember that this is all run by the Department of Education. And they're the ones that are perpetrating all of this. And the problem is, is that they're threatening schools that if they don't institute these ESG and these DEI standards, and they don't go along with the propaganda that they're wanting to push, yeah. that they don't get the federal funding. Yeah, and, and hopefully, like you said, teach, they don't get paid. Hopefully, Trump goes in and fixes that as well, and I think he will. And I think he's going to institute patriotism into schools again, the pledge of allegiance, all this good stuff that we need. Yeah. And that's what needs to happen, you know. But in the meantime, that's not the system that we have. Oh, I can't wait until twenty twenty four. I literally can't wait, and I don't want to wait. I hope it happens sooner. Right, Something. we need to skip timelines. <laughs> Somebody work on finding that portal that we can jump through because they're faster, <laughs> please. Yeah, I don't want to go too late, and we still have a lot of stories. Yeah, Do you want to just maybe pick one or two to go through, if you, or we could uh, start wrapping it up? Um, you know, there was an interesting letter that I'll just say this: Iowa Senator Chuck Grassley drops a bomb on the FBI and DOJ. Um, he's calling for investigations because of the Hunter Biden information the DOJ and the FBI have been um, covering up Hunter Biden's crimes and claiming oh, yeah. that it's Russian disinformation. So he wrote them a letter. You can find it on um, Scribd. So if you go to the Gateway Pundit, that's where the article is posted. And um, the FBI, three letter agencies. There. There yep. Go. So interesting to see what's happening there. Um, very you know, and then on top of that, you've got Merrick Garland is under investigation. Um, subpoenas have been issued. Oh, yeah. That's a good one, actually. Very important. Do you want to go over it real quick? We can. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we can go a little over. I just don't want to go yeah, too, too much. much. Yeah, too much. Biden's top cop, Merrick Garland, is under investigation. A subpoena has been issued. A.G. Garland ordered, ordered the DOJ to use its vast national security powers to target parents who object to critical race theory being forced onto innocent children. And what we were just talking about. Communication between top officials in the Biden regime's Justice Department, including A.G. Merrick Garland, are part of a subpoena issued in an ongoing investigation of the far-left Panorama Education Company that was co-founded by Garland's son-in-law. Uh-oh, it's coming back to bite you in the ass. Isn't it, it is, and we talked about this when we found out about it. Yep. Um, 
you know, we were like, is this ever going to bite him in the ass? It looks like it could. It very well so, could. Let's let the justice system work and let it work well, because I hope I hope all the right people in the right places here. This stuff needs to right? be fully investigated and people need to be held, held, held accountable. This should sound very familiar, so I don't want to go too far deep into it. This is just developing and we'll definitely be keeping our eyes on it. Yeah. Um, sure. Josh might even want to talk about this tonight because this is a big bombshell. This is good. This is a good advancement. This is a little bit of positive news, a little sparkle in the dark times that we're in. So hopefully yeah. something bigger comes out of it. For sure. So did you hear that uh, Ukraine is set to default on all of their loans? <laughs> no. We've given them billions of dollars, tens of billions of dollars. I think we're up to like how many i want to say 68 billion dollars or something like that i don't remember exactly what the number was but um <laughs> what do they do with yeah. the tens of billions that's a really good question right <laughs> <laughs> nobody seems to know zelensky is like that's not my debt you deal with it right so the ukrainian finance minister asked foreign creditors to accept a delay in its debt repayments requesting a two-year freeze on billions of dollars in euro bonds for the financial times a rescheduling would amount freeze. a two-year freeze it would a rescheduling would amount to a ukrainian default on kiev's tens of billions in foreign debt you know so they're losing this war man interesting enough it's like hmm what have you been doing with all of the money we've sent you because here's the funny thing is the u.s isn't the only one who's sent money to Ukraine. A lot of European countries have too. So you take our billions of dollars that we've sent them and however many millions or billions of dollars other countries have sent them, what the hell is happening to that money? I mean, we all know it's being laundered, but where is it being laundered to? I suspect it's being laundered back to American politicians is what my suspicion is. Oh, definitely. Everyone's getting their cut. Come on. Join the criminal enterprise and you'll be, you'll be, uh, what's but the phrase? Join the criminal enterprise and you'll be, I don't know, part of the group. You'll be graciously compensated. I don't know. Oh yeah. Right. But if you question Ukraine, you are now a Russian propagandist. That's what they say. Yeah, bastards. So sickos. They literally are. That's one of the stories here. Um, Ukraine blacklists American leaders as Russian propagandists. So just a war on information. Nothing new here. We're used to this. We've been censored on. Just. uh, (laughs) But he said they're censoring people like uh, Rand Paul, Tulsi Gabbard. Um, and, and they're labeling them as Russian propagandists. I, I guess Russian propagandist is just the new term for truth teller because I listen to Rand Paul and I think, holy <laughs> right. shit, yes, man, yes. Go, I think with go, Tulsi, go. Tulsi Gabbard, yeah. like she, you know, I used to not like her. She was a she was a Democrat. You know, why would I? You know, I didn't like most of the stuff that she talked about. I don't know what happened to her, but it's like somebody hit her in the head with a giant truth stick. And she finally woke up and she has just been out there spouting truth, calling people out. And I was like, you know what? Maybe people I'm like you are not a Democrat. <laughs> Maybe you identify as one, but you are not a Democrat. <laughs> a moral Democrat. Oh, my gosh. 
There is no such thing. <laughs> it doesn't exist. <laughs> there are moral Democrats, although you know they're few. Not in our government. Them. There might be no. There might be moral Democrats in society. I think there might be citizens. one in our government. <laughs> I would say the only one that comes close to that would be Joe Manchin of West Virginia, and he's the only one that oh. I can even think of that remotely comes close. There was a one. I wouldn't. I can't say remember. Can't remember her name. But yeah, you're right. Democrat trying to be nice but there are people AOC? No, fuck no i was just joking <laughs> <laughs> i was joking, I was joking. how dare you <laughs> anyway it caught me off guard <laughs> <laughs> i was trying to do oh lordy uh, so yeah, let me see. I don't know that we have too much. Oh, Couple here's health. a good one. What? The FDA is warning that puberty blockers may cause vision loss in children. So you know, scary. if by chance, I don't think we have anybody in our audience that is thinking about transitioning their children. But if by some chance you are, or you know somebody who is, you may want to think twice about that or talk to them uh, about sorry. twice about it because it literally what happens is that these puberty blockers that they're using causes swelling in the brain which puts pressure on the optic nerves and can actually from what i understand cause um permanent blindness so you know if you're okay with your daughter being a blind boy i suppose go for it dude or your son being a blind girl i i don't know this isn't good um sick absolutely sick yeah and the what there's probably other health complications obviously oh yeah by far well and so a lot of it causes depression is another known side effect of these puberty blockers and suicidal thoughts yep um and have you noticed that they've all of a sudden changed the suicide hotline to a three-digit number now no i didn't know this yeah, it's like it's like eight nine nine or something. Maybe somebody can remember nine 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 eight. I can't remember. It, there is a three. Um, they just recently did this. I think it started Monday. Maybe really? Um, and you know why I think they did this? You know why I think they did it? Uh, because uh, why? Because a three-digit number like nine one one, right, is a lot easier for children to remember than an actual phone number. I'm looking this up. Uh, the National Suicide Hotline has changed its emergency emergency number to nine eight eight. Okay, nine eight eight. Yeah. So you got yeah, nine one one. Yeah, it's an easier option. That's what they say. It's just an easier option. Okay. But uh, the increase in these types of situations, given the uh, current economic, geopolitical, social shit show we live in, makes sense. Um, so you know what, you guys. Uh, find the people you love. If you're ever feeling depressed or anything like this, reach out. Talk to the people you love. Reach out to the numbers like this. Get help because we could pull through this. And everything's going to be okay. Everyone has bad times and there's nothing to be embarrassed about. Definitely reach out to the people in your lives and figure it out. But these sure. people are sick. Literally, physically, mentally, all the way around. And unfortunately, it's causing the loss of life. Uh, it's incredibly sad. Yep. And then the only other thing that we have on here is um, 
Biden is expected to name a monkeypox coordinator as the virus becomes a global health concern. He is also set to, from what I understand, declare a health emergency for monkeypox, even though nobody has died from it. There's like 3,600 cases in the U.S. and nobody's actually died from it. I don't get that. But this is a global health emergency, and he's talking about... um, doing that so we'll see what happens the monkeypox narrative is just so bizarre to me i don't have the information i would like i want to talk to a doctor about this or i sent josh um there i sent josh an email today regarding a doctor who um we could potentially interview regarding this okay so Hopefully. Hello, this is Dr. Tedros. Everything you have read is 100% true that you hear about this dangerous virus. In fact, you need to stay inside two weeks to stop the spread. Okay. I'm, I am not worried. <laughs> I am Sorry. not worried about monkeypox. I'm not at either. All. I think it's from the vaccine or something, man. I'm sorry. I 100% think it's from the vaccine. I don't even know that. I don't know. I guess I'm on the fence on whether it's actually monkeypox or if it's smallpox. Um, six one half does or the other. I definitely think it's from the vaccine, though. It's one I of think these, that's what they're doing. It's part of this um, biological warfare agenda that they've been pushing yeah. the last two years. That's what I think. And exactly. the whole gay part of the narrative, I'll tell you, I've been thinking about it's this. It's bizarre. I've been thinking about it. And I look it up. I look at monkeypox. I read comments. I read stories. Some of the things I'm seeing is people like... People are like, it's not just gay people who get it. It's just gay people who are getting tested. So stop saying it. And it's like, okay, so maybe that's true. More gay people are getting tested. Maybe it's true that more gay people get vaccinated and therefore show um, symptoms. Yeah, uh, side effects. Maybe they're targeting the gay community, right? Maybe they're targeted genetically. If there was even a genetic difference with gay people, I don't know. I have no idea how that gayness works. But um, that I don't know. I'm just pontificating um maybe it's to have people make jokes about gay people to have people kind of you know yeah make jokes about gay people and cause this division that's a hate crime how dare you call it um how dare you call it anal sex pox or how dare you (laughs) call it whatever somebody might try to write a joke about a joke or actually um say hurtful things to the gay community uh whether it's a joking way where somebody gets persecuted for it publicly or it's an actually kind of like i don't like gay people kind of way somebody might have that opinion i think they're trying to cause that division with society they're gonna say look look at this they're attacking the gay people they're saying they carry all these diseases they're saying that they're vermin they're saying they shouldn't be in society so i think it's part of the division tactic as well uh, I definitely either think it way, is too. No matter what, you know, I think that's a part of it, no matter what the truth is about this monkeypox situation. Yeah, exactly. I have friends and family members, both, who are gay. And this doesn't change how I feel about them. You know, I, I just, I don't understand the, the division with this, I guess. Um, I don't, I don't understand any of the division that's happening in our country, quite frankly, right now, whether it's race or sexuality or any of it, you know, none of it makes sense to me just because I'm not that kind of person. If I'm going to make a determination on what kind of a person somebody is, I'm going to judge them on their character, not what their lifestyle or their skin color or their personal choices are. Um, You know, I have friends who do and say things that I don't necessarily agree with. 
I just don't participate in that stuff if it comes about. Yeah. I don't care. It's like, live your life how you want. It doesn't have to, it doesn't have to affect my life and I don't need to let it. With Um, that, sorry, is that your... No, that's pretty much all I was going to say. Yeah, with that said, um, I agree with you there and I operate the same way, but if uh, anybody out there is... uh, writing any fun jokes about monkey pox please send it to send us to them on the social red pill app or on twitter we'd love to hear them and of course you know be respectful um we respect all people and their decisions and all this stuff and to a reasonable point except you know i don't support serial killers i don't support crazies so you know there's a line but uh we do like andrea said we're pretty rational and we love everybody and you know there's all different walks of like life listening to us um and that's great and we love hearing from you and seeing your different views whether that's religious or other personal things it's all fucking good and well and it's a real pleasure to uh, have such diversity in the country um, to all come together and create this society i 100 agree yep uh, let's just be a little uh you know let's be be nicer to each other and more (laughs) rational about things i mean there's no reason to be so hateful you know it's like i was uh talking to my mom the other day and i was like or maybe it was yesterday i don't remember um and i was like the left isn't our enemy anymore than we're their enemy hmm. and that's the simple truth because the people that are really our enemy are the ones that are trying to divide us yes yes and we need to remember that you know so um and yeah. we need to remember that people like antifa are basically the militant arm of that enemy and they're, and they're doing it to create more of a divide you know you've got these people who are mentally ill that are being brainwashed and propagandized and used because honestly antifa they're being used yeah these people need help they're vulnerable they are. They've, yeah they need they're they're, they're misguided at the, yeah. at the very least they're groomed and they're yeah exactly 100 percent. and if you got them the help that they needed they probably in five or ten years look back and go, "Holy crap! I can't believe I did that." Yeah, I can't I believe like I was that. Antifa during World War Three. Yeah, exactly. You know, people can change, and yeah, we've got to give people the opportunity to. But we oh. do really imagine all that oils. putting all that screeching energy into something productive. Oh. They could move mountains, right? Like they could create. If you took all of that and just put it into, you know, creating a better society. Yeah then the world would be a phenomenal place you know but we're going to end up with a mental health crisis in this country for decades to come while we you know repair this if it it can even be repaired you know um so it's hard to say unfortunately i think most of these people are not able to breed anymore so oh my goodness yeah it's true way out you know it's sad but it's not anything that i've done i didn't create that problem yeah it's unfortunate though uh we're two rumbles away from 17 rumbles over on oh, come on i know we've got two people out there who want to hit that plus button yeah, two people forgot to hit the plus button that's okay we'll give you a little more time we're gonna start wrapping it up here though uh, yep. you guys thank you for tuning in from across the interwebs we appreciate it it's so much fun to always just uh see y'all here hear your comments and then of course on the social red pill we have our private chats and uh, a lot of us meet during the week and especially on today tuesdays which is today right tonight on the social red pill our private social network josh will be i believe and he'll confirm tonight before this happens i believe we're going to be having our uh red pill um 
after, after dark chat? or yeah, yeah after chat um after the about an hour after the uh daily dose tonight uh we'll have our private discussion with josh reed q and a everyone breadfield family comes together and uh meets there we have this room open almost every day 24 7 actually it is open every day 24 7 we jump in um periodically so there's people in there during the day sometimes i usually jump in after the daily dose for a short time uh usually every day maybe half the days nowadays but so you guys check it out join the private social network socialredpill.com if you want to support what we do you could get a subscription there although it is free to join we do appreciate any support like i said we are not supported by pfizer we're not supported by any big pharmaceutical companies or huge advertisers we're very tight-knit we like to keep things um very uh as as proper as we can as far as uh um, funding goes and this kind of thing so it's largely funded by the listeners and uh a lot and money out of pocket as well to keep the red pill going um we are that passionate about it and without your guys' support we couldn't manage to continue so thank you so much for everybody who does support all the donations during the show we have um black jester two lemons end time as well donated two lemons patriotic pisces with a couple diamonds you guys all of these contributions mean the world to us thank you so much for your support um if anybody wants to do a one-time donation we do have a give send go um and you could visit that at redpills.tv slash go that's r-e-d-p-i-l-l-s dot tv slash g-o and you guys could donate there you could pray for the campaign and we greatly appreciate that. I believe it allows you to leave a comment as well after you donate. So please visit redpills.tv slash go if you are able and in a good position to donate and help us out there. We greatly appreciate it. Uh, what else do we got uh, besides the Daily Dose tonight and the after chat? The Daily Dose is at 5.30 p.m. Pacific time. Joshua Reed will be there. Very excited. We have a lot more news, you guys. There's We oh, scratched yeah. the surface. Yeah. I think um, we picked what we talked about out. We have twice as much stuff already, and the day's just started, and we're trying to figure out the narrative and what the hell's going on. And Josh is right now doing the Dark Delight show, and I'm sure having a great time. So uh, tonight, we're going to have a lot more to talk about. This this conspiracy, this unfolding global conspiracy is just full steam ahead. <laughs> yeah. Sure. Do you have any final thoughts on everything, Andrea? Another great morning. I appreciate you and uh, all, cool. the, all the things you do and what we do here together. You know, I, I would say my piece of advice for the day is don't forget to start. Don't forget to live your life, too. You know, so don't, you know, set all this stuff aside and, you know, go for a walk or, you know, go do something in your garden. Stick your hands in the dirt. I have my hands, I think, are stained from dirt now. Perfect. But, but <laughs> I, I like it, though. I don't mind it. So, you know, it's one of those things. And for all of you who are going on the camping trip, I hope you guys have a really awesome time. Um, I know Summer, it looks like she's catching a flight pretty soon. Awesome, Summer. Nate's already there. I hope you guys have a blast. I am so sad that I have to miss it, even though Nate told me that, you know, I needed to let Tom know that, you know, there's no job that's worth this. (laughs) He unfortunately got told that he had to work, so. Oh, yeah. That's just the way the cookie crumbles, you know. Sometimes. Yeah, when your boss is the CEO of the company, then you know you don't really tell them no. <laughs> he wasn't. He wasn't about to go to his boss and be like, "Fuck off!" <laughs> so, um, <laughs> Fuck off. Yeah. 
Well, so cool. Right. <laughs> oh, wow. He doesn't do it nearly as good as I do, so, you know. <laughs> we um, we blew past 17 on the Rumbles, so yay! thank you guys so, so much. Thank you guys so much. You rock. That, made, that makes my day, honestly. You guys are so okay. awesome. Yeah. <laughs> well, I hope everybody has a great day. Yeah, everybody. Take some time for yourself. Enjoy life. Enjoy the moment because, you know what, things can go sideways, and they, they could, and I think it's uh, quite And it could happen just in, a, in the blink of an eye. It could all just be gone. You never know. So. And so enjoy every moment that you have. Enjoy time with your kids if you've got them. Um, you know, we're planning on taking a weekend and going fishing and hunting for rocks, which is my hobby. Uh. Um so. I'm going to start shrooming, or not shrooming. I'm going to start <laughs> <laughs> Not this weekend, but yeah. I'm going to try to find the good spots. I'm excited. Thank That's going to be my next you. little hobby. I miss going into the forest in Oregon and Washington and stuff. They're so beautiful up there. I know. It's unbelievable. We've got, I've got the Yellowstone River, and i got lots of pretty rocks, so I'm happy. I love rocks. I want to go gem hunting. Oh, you're going to have to come to Montana sometime. You need to take a vacation here. You and okay. I will go out. We'll I would love to. We've got um, um, sapphires, Ooh. Montana sapphires. They come in all kinds of different colors. There's pink and blue and green and clear and all the gorgeous. That'd be awesome. I'd love that. Yeah. All right, everybody. Well, thank you so much. We appreciate it. We'll see you again tonight and tomorrow morning at the same bat place, same bat time. If you guys want to continue this conversation, head over to the Social Red Pill and you can get in touch with us as well as Joshua Reed. We'd love to see you there at socialredpill.com. So take care. We'll see you soon. God bless. Good day. Bye, guys.